0: Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. and We've been looking this week at some key themes from the letter of the Hebrews to the Hebrews. A beautiful letter, and I encourage you to take it up and read it if you haven't. And uh, if you're reading it, read it along. Make sure you have a good Catholic study Bible. I'm using here... um you know the Bible's Ignatius Catholic study Bible, a second edition put out by Scott Hahn and their folks and the footnotes here are so good and they help because this is a this is a packed letter and it can be a little bit overwhelming in places talking about the heavenly liturgy and the signs and the symbols and the meaning of the words that are present but the the commentary here the notes are so good it'll help as the Holy Spirit leads us through the reading of the scripture. And I remember oftentimes I think about the words of Pope Benedict the 16th as I'm reading the scripture. And he said, you know, to that the Holy spirit animates this word because the spirit is the author of this word. And the Holy spirit has given us this word about our salvation, about God, about the mysteries of, you know, the, the, the hidden mysteries are now revealed in the person of Jesus as we reflect on him and his words and the words he's given to the apostles. And the Holy Spirit allows us, enables us, empowers us to be able to see and receive this living word. So we're engaging in a conversation with God. It's so wonderful when you think about it. So, and it's transformational. Remember, this is one of the weapons in the arsenal that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter six, the spiritual weapons we've been given to fight against the tactics of the devil. This is the offensive weapon, the sword of the spirit. And we wield this truth. And what it does is it it renews our minds, friends. And it's powerful because we begin to see ourselves as God sees us. You know, God is the only one that has the authority to say who you are. I mean, the devil always tries. He tries to steal everything from God. He tries to steal that as well. What he does is, his strategy is he wants to name us. God gives us a new name. Every one of us. We're children of God. We're sons and daughters of God. What the devil wants you to do is to say, no, you're, you're still a slave. You're a slave to sin. You're a slave to me. You don't measure up. You're a failure. God is mostly disappointed in you. You're a hypocrite. You name it. I mean, he, he always wants to take what is weak in us, the times we fall, the times we fail. And he wants to take those things and say, no, this is what defines you. Your weaknesses, your past determines your present. It defines you. No, what defines you is who God says you are. And the word of God helps us hear what God says about us and what he says about the devil. Don't listen to what you said. He's a, he's a liar. He's a deceiver and he's a murderer. Don't even listen to him. But if we're not careful, friends, we can get into this loop. In our mind, is negative, dark thinking that really can get us into a place of dark emotions and just being discouraged and somehow feeling on the outside or walking in the kind of experience maybe we had growing up. Maybe we didn't have a good situation at home and have a lot of tough, painful memories from our family of origin or whatever. That, that happens to life, but the Word of God washes us clean. The Word of God brings us into the conversation with God and not just the constant downward spiral type conversation with the enemy who's constantly accusing us. And somehow you're on the outside. You're, you're the outlier who doesn't inherit all these wonderful things that we're hearing from the Holy Spirit in this living Word that gives us strength as our mind gets renewed and we take on a fresh new spiritual way of thinking. That's what the Scripture said. This is such an important thing for us to battle. So we've been looking at the letter to the Hebrews. And yesterday we talked from uh, chapter 2, that amazing line beginning in verse 14. So since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same nature. So all us human beings share in flesh and blood. To save us, to communicate the message the Father has given to us. Remember, we began this week. But that opening chapter, which says, in many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, by his son. Everything we need to know about ourselves and God's victory on our behalf and the Lord's total radical commitment to each and every one of us. And then not only our present life, how to walk it out, how to receive forgiveness, how to walk in freedom as the sons and daughters of God, but also, we can see our destiny, and profound hope can be born in us, and that anybody who is, you know, made new in Christ is no longer an orphan, no longer an enemy of God, but a child of God with an eternal future that's given to us and sharing in this life with God. So, the, the writer of the Hebrews here is touching on this stuff, and he said, "So this is why he took on, on flesh, human flesh, and flesh and blood flowed through his veins as well, and that through death." he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong bondage. The bondage you see the world in, friends, the lying, the deception, the addictions, the wars, the corruptions, the disordered life, the resistance to the will of God, the hatred of God's creative order, all that stuff that's present there, it's all because of human beings who may think they're free, but they're profoundly in a condition of deep slavery. And the slavery is to the fear of death manipulated by Satan himself. And the only way through that is to walk in the freedom of the sons and daughters of God, which means you're born again by the Spirit of God, and you have a new power and a new capacity, the very power that raised Jesus from the dead is present in you. That's the Spirit of God. And now the Spirit is speaking to our spirit. You're not on the outside. You're not God's enemy. You're not an absolute failure. You're not without hope. You're a child of God. And the deep, deep thing that Jesus is doing in the Holy Spirit for us, if we just can get quiet and listen and receive and allow the Holy Spirit to speak in us and what what emerges deep in the heart. You know, as we surrender and we we repent freely and we know the Lord loves to take our failures and to raise us above them and to heal us in the context of them. And what he's really after is for you and me, really wants the whole human race to experience this, To in the core of our being, to know what he knew, what he knows from all eternity, that he's the son of the father, that he's loved by the father. This is his identity, that he's named, that he's loved, that he's led by the father. This is what our hearts were made for, friends. This is why nothing ultimately satisfies us on the planet. Nothing. Even the very best is just slight momentary and it's gone and we know it. But Jesus is talking about something profoundly eternal. He's come to give us his deepest treasure. That's what the Son is speaking to us. And the deepest treasure is the Father. And living with the Father and the Son. So the Holy Spirit wants us to be free to be able to see it and the Word is so strong and it's irreplaceable in its capacity to bring us into this truth. It's a beautiful passage I've spoken about over the years a few times. Second Corinthians uh, chapter four, where Paul's talking about the ministry that he's been given and we've all been given. To share the gospel, to communicate the truth of the gospel. He in an apostolic way, you know, his major role as a you know a primary apostle, but we're all sent ones as well. And here's what Paul says, so therefore having this ministry by the mercy of God, we don't lose heart. You know, the mercy of communicating God's saving truth and the beauty and majesty of Jesus that's in our hearts. Verse two, he says, We have renounced disgraceful and underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. That's a way of describing evangelization, actually. We don't tamper with the word of God. We don't try to change it to make people feel right. We're not being cunning. We're just simply stating the truth in love appealing to human consciences. I remember St. John Paul II talking about evangelization. He said, we don't impose, but we propose the truth to human beings who are made for the truth. Verse 3, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. See what Paul is saying, the very things that the writer of Hebrews is saying that we see Jesus All things are subjected to him now. He's reigning. He's Lord. The victory has been won. The new humanity has begun. Our destiny is present. And so it says we, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, we see with faith conviction that Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father and all things are subject to him, even us. And that's a good thing. It's not an enslaving subjection. It's a total familial, (laughs) family-freeing subjection to him. All things are in him. And it helps us see who he is. Verse 3, And even if the gospel is veiled, people don't see it. It's veiled only to those who are perishing. It's the devil who does that. Verse 4, In their case, the God of this world, who's that? The devil, has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of God. You see, the writer of Hebrews says, We see Jesus. This is the one thing the devil doesn't want us to see with the eyes of our hearts. Or Paul would say in another place in Ephesians, he prayed that the eyes of our hearts could be enlightened. What does that mean? He's saying it right here. The devil's trying to prevent us from seeing this light. What is the light? The light of the gospel, the good news of the glory of Christ. The good news that he really is who he said he was. He passed from death, and he's now at the right hand of the Father, and the new humanity has begun. He's clothed in glory, and we're destined for glory. He's the likeness of God. In verse 5, it says, For what we preach in this appeal, he said, right? What we preach is not ourselves, but we preach Jesus Christ as Lord. Here's the central proclamation of the Christian, of every Christian. Why are you a Christian? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is the Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is our Lord. That's the confession of the people of God. With ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake, he's our Lord and we're his servant. We love it. That's our dignity as children of God, just to be at the service of the King. Verse 6, For it is the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Who's the God who said, Let sh- light shine in darkness? It's the God who was there in Genesis. It's the God of Genesis. Who said, Let light his command. Things came into being and the light shone out of darkness. It's that God, it says, who shines Light into our hearts as we hear the gospel of Jesus, as the truth, the good news about Jesus reigning in glory, His victory over all of darkness and sin, and the hope that's in Him, the light, the son, victorious Son of God. God backs this word. In other words, is what Paul is saying here, and we can see and have, you know, faith, knowledge, real knowledge, conviction that the glory of God is shining on the face of Christ. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.